Hey friends, welcome to Free and Light, a podcast designed to help you slow down and live in rhythm with Jesus so you can experience the life he offers. I'm your host, Tim Shelton, and I'm joined by my three friends. By now, you know them, producer of this podcast, Josh Calazano. What's up, everybody? My best friend for way too long, which means we're getting older, Bill, Bill Holbrook. Good afternoon. And my lovely wife, storyteller and lover of fresh eucalyptus. Hi, guys. That's never going to get old. Kelly Shelton. It's not going <laughs> to get old. I, I feel like it's maybe a little tired at this point, but hey, I'm going with it. By the way, do you have any other herbs or spices you're going to lay on us today? Oh, you know I've got something special for our favorite <laughs> things segment. All right. Well, we have a great episode lined up for you today. We're going to talk about how to hear the voice of God. It's this thing we call listening. If you've heard us say this kind of line, listening to Jesus changes everything, if you've heard us say that before. Well, we're going to unpack that in this episode. Now, we've got a super special interview with our friend Marissa. Of course, we're going to do uh, three things we love. We're going to talk a little bit about the daily rhythm, but friends, I feel like I need to vent for just a second uh, as parents around this table. Are you hangry right now? No. Okay, good. Just checking. I'm not hangry, but I am frustrated. So it's a I, safe space. A few, few hundred of <laughs> our closest friends. Yeah. I'm holding space right now for you. That, that's true. There are a lot of people. Uh, all right, I'll keep this. I'll keep this uh, right. We'll just say it that way. All right. So I'm, I'm picking up my daughter. She's got this mentor, friend of hers. My daughter's in middle school. She needs outside voices to speak into her life. So she's got this friend. Anyway, she jumps in the car and she's like, dad, are you aware that I catastrophize? Say what? Exactly. That's like a $5 word. For sure. I'm like, Bill, I used your line. Tell me more about oh, that. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And I'm like, well, w- what do you mean catastrophe? She's like, you know, I just kind of make a big deal of a lot of things. I kind of go to the worst case, case scenario. And I'm like, I'm nodding my head. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell me more about that. And then she's like, and I do all these other things too. And, and I'm losing my mind internally. So if anybody's listening, their parent, you know, their kids are doing this parenting moment. You're like, I have literally been telling you this for Three years. But but were you using the word, cat, what was the word? Catastrophize. Catastrophize. <laughs> that is a spelling bee word. I know it. It's it got to be. I even wondered if she Googled it. Okay. To be honest with you. That's great. Uh, Kelly, you should probably check her Google search. Well, I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hey, um, do you remember conversation? And I'm like literally recalling this conversation, this conversation. She's like, no. I'm like, like, I'm like, read. We've been here before. We, <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like flashback. I'm like, I have literally been telling you for three years, it's never as good or as bad as you actually think it is. The truth is somewhere in the middle. And she's like, oh, I do remember you. I think I remember you saying <laughs> something like time. that. And I'm like, yeah, this one time. Exactly. At that point, Tim just goes silent for the rest of the drive. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, in other news change the subject, you know, um, but gosh, did it just frustrate the heck out of me. And I was thinking about this episode, listening to God and I'm, and you know, by the way, I'm ragging on my kid a little bit. I'm not trying to throw it under the bus. I'm, I'm just simply saying like, 
that's a frustrating parent parenting moment. But then as I'm really thinking about it, I'm like, how many times have I done that? Because <laughs> I can remember my dad saying very similar things about me growing up. I'm sure you have similar experiences. That but, line, how many times have I told you, fill in the blank. There it is, right? That's, that's why moms get like a nagging rap about us because we say things so many times. That makes so much sense now. Wow, you just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, there it is. So there it is. Sometimes so, we need that other voice, though. For sure, yeah. Tell us so, the thing. So here's what's going through my mind as I'm thinking about this episode: is that's us. How many times do we hear something, but we're like, it doesn't translate? And I just, Bill, you talk a lot about about this at some of the experiences we do, there's a difference between hearing and listening. And I know even as I'm saying that you're already super uncomfortable. Three, three, <laughs> min, three minutes in and we're going. That's deep right. Yes, that. exactly. No, but but that, Tim, that's, that's the thing there when we talk about the difference in hearing and listening. I mean, we do that as individuals. We do that with people in our lives for different reasons. The, the real tension comes in when we do that with God, when we hear something or don't hear something or read something and then just selectively forget it. And all of a sudden, like we're hearing him, but the question is like, are we actually listening to him? You just use the word selectively forget. Is that a thing? It, is that a thing? Uh, scientifically, I have no clue. Uh, but I know in <laughs> my sounded. life, I can, I can read something. I can be on, on the news or on my, my iPad or something. I'll read it and I'll just go, eh, I don't know if that applies to me. When in reality, gotcha. okay. it does apply to me. Okay. All right. Yeah. I I'm mean, like you just, you're choosing what you want to hear. You hear it all, yeah. but you're choosing I mean, what you want to hear. My eight-year-old self, 10-year-old self, 12-year-old self, and 41-year-old self still do that. It's interesting because as Tim, you're bringing in our 13-year-old, it makes me think back to toddlers where you're like, hey, get your shoes, get Get your shoes, get it right, and it just continues to escalate. We're leaving in five minutes. I'm like, I know you hear me. I'm using a loud voice, but, but you our, are not listening. Ooh. However, now we're looking at us as adults, and we still are not listening. All right. Unplanned, but real question. If you had to put it in a range of zero... Two thousands. how many times have I done that to you? I knew that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming with the way look. Wait, we're doing this here? <laughs> it's a safe place. I mean, Tim got to vent, so yes. I mean, there's only a few hundred, a thousand. I don't know how many we're people in space. Be, be kind. No, I, I, um, I'm going to politely okay. bow One. out Perfect. of this conversation. <laughs> it, I mean, it is I'm a, a nine. Thing. <laughs> yeah, you're, and you're, you're a nine, that's right. Uh, thankfully for me, uh, sometimes. Uh, I mean, that's the thing is like, so yeah. you can call it selectively forgetting, or I like what you said, Josh, choosing what you hear and don't hear. I mean, I, quite honestly, like there's been some times where you've said something like, I'm going to choose that I didn't hear that. Right. You've, I'm sure you've done it oh, to me. Sure. We do it to God all the time. We hear something at church or, or we read something in scripture and they're like, you know. I'm going to pretend I didn't see that. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally, uh, meaning like our brains go into this self-preservation or um, dynamic where like that's going to hurt too much and, and I'm not going to do that, whatever the reason is. But I just it's fascinating to me the difference between hearing and listening and 
you know, one of the reasons why listening is like the the focal point, the fulcrum, if you will, of everything we do at Sequel is because we know and we believe that when you get quiet and listen to Jesus, it changes everything, which is odd to say because it's like, isn't that what we should be doing anyway? Yeah, the, you're, what you're saying is the implications of this practice specifically is, I mean, you use the word fulcrum, linchpin, whatever. The implications, the things on the other side of listening changes everything. You're right. It, it's massive. And I, I mean, I know for me why I didn't do this practice for years and years and years, because to be honest, I wanted what I wanted. Selective hearing. Bingo. I really don't want what you want, so I don't want you to transform my life. So it would be great if you just didn't say that thing, and I'm going to forget that. Right. Yeah. And Tim, I, th- I think for you, you know, y- you were taking an active role in not doing it because of some of your you know, church of origin, upbringing, things like that. You knew about what listening was and, and hearing God. I think there's probably a, a large segment of our audience that maybe even thinks that God doesn't speak or isn't wanting to speak to them. And so there might be, instead of like the active moving against or, or not opening my heart and ears, there could be even the passive you know, lack of knowledge about it. I, I totally agree with you, and that's a great segue to this conversation I had with Marissa. Well done, Bill. Uh, great segue. So Marissa was invited to one of our experiences called One Day, um, just so our, our friends get a sense of who she is. Uh, she had just come out of a difficult place with a divorce, you know, young woman, couple of little girls. At the bottom was falling out of her life, and she got invited by one of our friends to come to this experience. And it's interesting. She shows up, she gets quiet, she does all the things, and she doesn't hear from God, yeah, which can happen, right? Yeah, we've heard that before. We've heard that before. So I want you to listen to part of my conversation about that experience, but also once she did learn to listen to God, how it changed a part of her life. We can put your transformation under uh, a broad category of you learned to listen to Jesus. Yeah. But you show up at one day. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not promised to hear from Jesus, but you know, the expectation. I was expectant. Right? Yeah, I thought so. I thought I'm going to be quiet. So God's going to be loud. Yeah, that's what I thought. But you, you know, you didn't hear anything. Why do you think you didn't hear anything? I don't think I knew God's voice um, in my life. I didn't know how he spoke to me yet. So that's a big, a big thing. Um, Cause looking back, I'm like, maybe he did say something, but I didn't, didn't know his voice yet. And then also I didn't really allow myself to like settle into the quiet. I just showed up with my own agenda of what I wanted him to say and subjects in my life that I thought he probably would touch on. Um, And so I think that blocks God from, you know, saying what he wants to say to you when you just show up with your own list of ideas of what he should say. And I can't help but think that, you know, I have my own church of origin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I can't help but think that so many of us come into – time with Jesus with like, if you would just answer these questions, that would be really great. And we would be good. Yeah. Everything would be perfect. Yeah. (laughs) Except 
oftentimes the our question isn't the question. Yeah, I have found that God has so much to say to me that is not even on my radar. So like I have to just say God like take me out of this and just say what you want to say and what you've been just wanting to me to be quiet enough to hear what you have to say. Well, I think that gets a little bit to the heart of why prayer, why listening. Mm-hmm. You know, we often as humans, we say, well, be- because I want to know the answers to these things. Right. But prayer and, and listening, sort of the speaking to God and the listen- and listening mm-hmm. from Him is really more about intimacy and our own personal transformation. Absolutely. Uh, how do you think that surrender plays into that? Oof, I think that you have to give up your desire for control in your relationship with God. Because if God's like, I need you to depend on me and I need you to trust me and not manipulate your life's plan. You know what I'm saying? And so I think like just saying, God, like have your way in me, through me, like I'm at the end of myself. I think that's when he can do his best work, you know, it's when his glory can shine when we're like out of the equation. So I think surrender, like it's hard. You know, I've had many a conversation with God, a lot at Haven where I'm like mad and I'm, you know, like a little kid, you know, beating, having a tantrum. But at the end of the day, coming out of those moments is like, clarity and freedom and peace and the things that God desires for me. It's like, I'm in the way is what I have learned. Yeah. It's almost you know? like, Hey, you really want to get here and you think it's this way, but really, if you would address this other thing, we could get much farther along together. Totally. <laughs> or he told me one time, he was like, I, I cannot tell you what's ahead because you'll be like, Oh, well, I'm going to zigzag. Cause that's a better way. Like, he's like, I can't even tell you, Totally. You know, five steps ahead because you're just going to try to change it. And I'm like, you know, you're right. <laughs> so you said you went to Encourage for our, our listeners. Yeah. <clears throat> Encourage is a one-year journey, process, adventure, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that we, you know, take 10 women at a time on. And mm-hmm. uh, it's four retreats over the course of that year. Yeah. So <clears throat> talk to us a little bit about the first time you did hear God's voice as you got quiet again. Yeah. Uh, and did you have a little like PTSD? Like I didn't hear the first time. Am I going to hear? Yeah. Um, I, I, I'll have to say the first weekend I was so excited for a lot of reasons, but I was like, everyone else will probably, you know, have <laughs> like, I was just very like convinced, you know, in my own little way that I wasn't going to hear much, but, um, yeah, that first weekend was so fun. It was so like, exciting to be with women that were like chasing the same thing. And God really just that weekend, I remember it was like, you're safe was like what he kept telling me. Like you're safe to share with these women, you know, you're safe and like physically safe. Um, you're safe with me. Like that was the theme of that first weekend. I remember so loudly was just like, you're safe. When you heard his voice for the first time, mm-hmm. just tell us, like, give us some description of, like, it felt like this. It, I don't think it was audible. You know? It was not audible. Okay, no. so it felt like this. I sensed this. Just describe that for us a little bit. Yeah, so it was very, like, it felt like a heavy, 
weight on me, but like in a warm way, like almost like a hug, but like a very tight one, like a safe, tight, warm presence. And when God does speak to me, I know it's him because it's like his thoughts, it's like they fill my head, like, and they fill my brain and it's nothing I would think, nothing I was thinking. You know, I wasn't asking him about safety. I wasn't asking him about anything really. And so usually with me, God first kind of wraps me, um, lets me feel him, like physically feel him. And then my thoughts will kind of just spill out, but they're his, it's his words. So that's really, and that was like the most, I don't even know how to describe it, like opening my journal and having my pen spill out of thoughts that I knew were God was like the best feeling. I was like, I can't even believe that the creator of the universe wants to talk to me. Like it was just, it was awesome. And I couldn't wait to tell everybody. Like I was so excited to just share and yeah. Coming from your background that just, I, there's probably a, more than a few people listening be like, that girl's straight crazy. Yeah, she sounds like a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I get like it. If my family's listening, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> I, I, right. And I get it. I mean, if mm-hmm. you just sit back and you're objective, you're like, I don't know. Except that there's this long history in scripture where he, he wants to communicate to us. He mm-hmm. wants to speak to us. And, you know, he does that, of course, through scripture. We, yeah. You know, we talked about that uh, last month on the podcast, but. He also wants to speak to us in a whisper. Mm-hmm. And so it's not mysterious, but it does take a little muscle memory, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And to like, I have found now like how to be, how to get myself out of an environment of distraction and really hear from him. And it's consistent now, right? Like I know it's, if it's, if it's my thoughts, I know it. If it's him, I know it. So it took a little while, but yeah, now I'm like, okay, that was God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he'll go where he's invited. Wow. I'm really looking forward to the full conversation. And of course, like we're, we're on obviously the inside track. We kind of know what's coming. But when I say I'm looking forward to it, I think it's because I'm excited for other people to hear. We only want to tell the story of what God is doing in people who are experiencing him through our movement, through our community. And Marissa is just a a great example. And there's many more like her. And it's just cool to actually see and hear somebody articulate that through their own experience. And so what we get to do this month, especially in the daily rhythm on this topic of listening, I think is gonna be super special. We said it earlier and we say it all the time that listening to God changes everything. And so I know that piques some people's interest. So this month of the daily rhythm is going to do a deeper dive into that. And we're going to be exploring John chapter 10, specifically verses one through 10. And so it's where Jesus is talking about his sheep will know his voice. And there's a lot of description, a lot of implications there. And around this table, that is one of our favorite verses of all time. I I mean, I like it because John 10, 10 says, and I've come to give you life and life to Mm -hmm. the full. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't love that? We love that. We all love that. Everybody loves that. But we often skip over the first nine verses, right? Which, which he says, at least in the message translation, you know, to kind of synthesize his thought is, my sheep know my voice. And we do skip that. We all <laughs> skip that. Yeah. It's like, wait a second. The connection is if you want 
life to the full, you have to have the intimacy that comes with knowing the voice of God. And it's just, this Daily Rhythm is going to be awesome. So friends, if you haven't checked it out, you can go to the dailyrhythm.org. You can put your email address in. We'll send you all the information, but please join us. It's going to be a great month of learning to put this practice into place. I loved hearing her story. And I love that Marissa started at the beginning of her listening journey. And when she said that in the beginning, she didn't know God's voice or how he speaks to her, it makes me think of a lot of people maybe who have not started this journey. And there's something about discovering what his voice sounds like and how he speaks to us as individuals, because each of us is wired up uniquely. And so he will speak to us each in a unique way. So how does he speak to you? We know he speaks through people and he speaks through scripture. First and foremost, we talked about that last month. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through pain. But what I'm specifically asking is when you hear that still small voice of God, some people would call whisper. What is that like for you? So for me, it usually sounds like a whisper in my mind and it's in my own voice, which is tricky to decipher that. It's a whisper, but it's oftentimes more wise than any thoughts I would have. Or it might be something that maybe I didn't consider or something that provokes emotion in me because it's something I've been feeling so deep in my heart that he is bringing that to light. Bill loves it when we talk about emotions. Since we're talking about feelings, Bill. (laughs) I am a feeling. No, I, uh, Kelly, I hear you. Like even in my own listening journey, you know, growing up in a church where um, there was a lot of emotion around the spiritual aspect of it, but sometimes it was so loud. You actually, I couldn't hear God. So I'm more of an analytical processor and thinker. And so for me, it's in that same thing. Once I'm settled and once I'm in that space and there's a, uh, a safety net of scripture for me, there's these thoughts and ideas that come into my head of things that I would not normally think to do for my wife and kids and, you know, environment and, or character traits about me that line up with scripture that I'm not sure of. But I think what I love about this is all of this ties into this idea of a sheep knowing the voice of the shepherd knowing that intimate voice on a level where they can hear it and even not see it and understand. Which is a weird analogy for today, but that's why we started with the the story of my daughter, like hearing me but not listening, because really that's the picture is there's a difference between hearing and listening. When you're listening, there's an uh, an active layer to that, like you're attentively listening to what God is saying to you, and that means you have to be paying attention, undistracted, settled. We've talked about that, surrendered. Because if you want your agenda, if I want what I want, then it's going to be really hard to listen to what the other person wants, which is, I think, by the way, I think that's why kids don't hear mom and dad or to listen to mom and dad, because let's be honest, they're narcissists. They just want what they want. Uh, And sometimes kids you know, never grow up. Uh, they become adults, you know, that like myself, I mean, uh, for, for years and years and years. But my, my point is, is there's got to be an intentionality about that. And then all of a sudden, it's actually not that hard to hear the voice of God once you follow the steps that we've outlined. So we're in month uh, five of 
the podcast, month five of the Daily Rhythm. Mm -hmm. That's why we do the order that we do it with these practices. We, we talk about spiritual rhythm, but then it's like, hey, guess what? We need to settle, take a couple deep breaths. Josh, we, we talked about that in your your story, your interview. That single thing changed your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, invite got in. Kelly changed our marriage, right? Prayer. Um, surrender. I want what you want. So we won't spend a lot of time on that because we, we did. Uh, yeah, but what we're saying is th those things need to happen first. They matter. That's exactly right. Then we let tran uh, Scripture transform us, not just inform us. Mm -hmm. And then we're all of a sudden in a posture to, we're undistracted, we're settled. We're surrendered. And we see it over and over and over at these experiences that we do. People, like the light bulb goes off. It's like, wait a second, he wants to speak to me? The God of the universe, the one who created me beautifully and wonderfully formed me in his image. He sees me in the light and he sees me in the dark and he wants to speak into my life. He cares. Yes. Yes, he does. And because intimacy is in his nature, like we see that very rarely, again, you see this in scripture, very rarely does he shout. So when we talk about settling, we talk about quiet we talk about solitude, there's a reason because those things line up with the nature of God. And because it's a practice, it's this muscle that we're working and we're practicing knowing and hearing his voice. Not a skill to acquire necessarily. Mm. Or it's, we're, mm -hmm. you, don't sure. you don't master no it. No way. <laughs> but as we continue walking in that intimacy, then we are going to hear him when we're walking through the grocery store or across a parking lot, and we'll be able to hear him speak. There was a girl that came to one of our recent experiences, and she said, God even wants to talk to me while I'm doing the dishes. Mm -hmm. And, and Un that light bulb, yes, <laughs> that light bulb goes off, though, where it's like, yeah. I'm picking up because I recognize that voice. Yeah, he talks to all of us slightly different because he, newsflash, has made us all one of a kind. So he talks to us based on how he has wired us, based on uh, past experiences, family of origin, church of origin, you know, all these different things. Wouldn't it make sense that he speaks to us in the way that we can best understand? Wouldn't a loving father want to do that? 100%. And, that, and that's what I love. Like Marissa said, it feels like a warm hug. Well, if you knew Marissa's story, when you hear her story, you'll understand that. Yeah. Right? And he speaks to Bill sometimes in a little bit more of an analytical way. And then sometimes like a good father, he says, Hey, I'm going to drop an emotion in your lap and I need you to wrestle with this emotion. And sometimes he says to me, because I, I actually love all the feels, mm -hmm. bring them on. Mm -hmm. He'll say, Hey, I'm going to actually have you in my presence without the feeling of my presence. Because if every time we're together, um, you are searching for a feeling, then your faith is not solid. That's good. I feel like all worship pastors should hear that, by the way. Uh, Why are you looking right at me? <laughs> yeah, I am looking right at you. That's right. Because I was one. I was a worship yeah, leader, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, you know? I had a moment, Bill, where I was like, does Jesus talk to Bill in spreadsheets? <laughs> oh, 
So like, uh, I log into Google Sheets and like, there's like a message from Jesus right there. Bill, if you add column B plus C and you put the formula in, does that equal my voice? My hands, as soon as we talk about spreadsheets, my hands so get funny. sweaty. Those are my hands. <laughs> you and I yes. talked a lot. God speaks to me most often when I'm running. And, and one of the reasons I believe is I have no other, uh, I, I'm, I'm settled. And you, I know that sounds you, interesting you to be have, moving. You have clarity there. Yeah. Uh, clarity yeah. I, love there. That. I think when we say be still, when we yeah. reference that verse, I think some people get panicky where it's like, no, yeah. like still on the inside, your body can be moving on the outside. I have one of my best friends needs to move yeah. to hear from God. That's when she hears. Yeah. It's not like sitting in a pew in a quiet church. You know, it, that's, that could be a pathway for some people. We, we know Certainly. that, but some people are on nature walks. Some people like to be active. Some people like to take a nap. I don't well, know. My mind goes, when you said be still, I was like, I wonder, and maybe this is just for me. If it it's more like being, be neutral, being neutral. Like you're, you, you're not parked. You're not physically just still. Cause you're talking about running. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So your friend do it, doing the dishes, mm-hmm. but if you're in neutral, you know you're gonna move with, yeah, you know, the, to his yeah. rhythm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and really, mm-hmm. it's surrender. Yeah. You, you yeah. can be surrendered in a lot of different ways. That's right. Yeah, well, let's encourage our audience by giving them a a practical tip on like, hey, the way I'm wired, this really helps me, um, you know, s- settle before God, and this really helps me hear His voice. I think laying down. My agenda is a huge part of my listening because there are some days that I come to that quiet time and I need to know right then if I'm supposed to take this job or should we sell this house, right? I'm coming with something that I need him to answer. Are we selling the house? No, we're not doing either one of those. I'm not quitting my job, (laughs) but Instead, oftentimes God will say, I know you really want to hear about that, but first I, I really want us to talk about this. So surrender, love it, laying it down. Yeah. I think our conversation about settling is a big one. And I I cannot believe that I'm just coming to this conclusion. Maybe it's because, you know, just like you guys and all of our friends, I'm still learning continually on the journey. I'm thinking back to, so my background is in music and production and, and, and art and all of that stuff. And I remember getting regular screenings from an audiologist and being newly married. And my audiologist at the time, you know, make sure my hearing's good and all that stuff. And I don't have any like ear fatigue and all that, whatever. He said something amazing. He said, Josh, you're actually, you will hear from what has like your attention. Like, cause you know, so if I'm mixing audio, like I'm focused on like what's happening right in front of me. He asked me a question. He said, so you've been married like five years. I've been married about five years. He goes, does your wife ever complain that you don't hear her? And I said, yes, like all the time. And we get in fights about that. He said, yeah, (laughs) he said, he said the, the, based on your test results, because they do like the spatial stuff. He goes, based on your spatial awareness, you will be most attentive to the thing that has captivated your attention. So the practical tip I took back to home, I used to weaponize, be like, she'd be like, you, you didn't hear what I said. And I was like, well, you didn't have my attention. You didn't say, hey, Josh, I want to tell you something. But the spiritual, oh, gosh. I know where you're going with this. <laughs> They're giving me looks. The spiritual implication here is like, no, dummy. 
if if you are captivated, if I'm captivated by God's like the attention to yeah. the Lord, which is why my thing is just like settling. I have to be undistracted and singularly focused. I just had an aha moment here yeah. in your basement. There you go. Wow. Yeah. For for me, when I think about the, a practical tip is, uh, and this is just for me, right? Is just showing up. Um, I am not always in the perspective mindset to hear from God. There are moments I sit down and I think I do, but then I, he starts to talk and I'm like, eh, not today. Uh, but, but for me, just being in that space time after time, undistracted, same time, same location with, with scripture there, it's that old line, like trust the process. And I remember a, a therapist friend of mine a long time ago used the line. He said, partial attention equals partial worth. And he was referring to kids, like kids can tell if, if we're not paying full attention mm-hmm. to them, that they're not worth our attention. And I apply that to God sometimes when I'm in there and I'm like, I'm giving you my partial attention, which means you're not worth it right now. Mm. And I think just going to that mm, space and developing check. that perspective can yeah. be healthy for me. That's good. That's been a big one for me too, Bill. I would say if, uh, for me, and, and I encourage uh, anybody who comes to one of our experiences or even when I'm you know, discipling somebody or mentoring, whatever. It's just, it's very simple. Assume God is speaking. Yeah. And that's a whole nother episode. Does God really speak? We're going on one gigantic assumption. Spoiler alert. God is always speaking. It's just, are we listening or not? Yeah. And we know that to be true in our lives and and we believe it's true scripturally. But my point is assume God is speaking because that one little assumption it changes everything. It's kind of like believing the best because we've heard from people when you say that, we've heard from people that like, they really feel like I am unworthy of, like, why would God want to speak to me after everything I've done or the person I am? Or if you knew, you know, like he does, totally. he wouldn't want to say something. Yeah, that's so that's good. that's good. That's like believe he's speaking. That's it. Well, friends, I hope this was helpful. Uh, you're not going to want to miss our conversation with Marissa. If you've ever struggled with, feeling like a burden or you thought, man, I shouldn't be here. The world would be better off without me. Uh, If you've been through the trauma of a divorce, you are not going to want to miss this episode. So with that, you know what it's time for. I know what it's time for. Three things we love. All right, friends, it's time for our favorite part of this podcast. And we're just going to throw it out there. We have heard from so many of you that this is one of your favorite parts of the entire podcast. This is called Three Things We Love. And it's our chance to spread a little bit of joy into your life by telling you about three things we have recently either discovered and we absolutely love them. And we think you will too. We say this all the time. We're not trying to promote anything, although we'll link to them in the show notes because we think they're worth checking out and we think you're going to love them too. I'm actually taking over this segment because it's been quite a while since Tim's gotten to share. And so reluctantly, I'm doing this, giving him a spot because it can't be four things we love. It's got to be three. So Tim, guest of honor in the seat right now, why don't you go first? I did kind of blow it up last month with just like, hey, I'm coming. I'm adding a fourth thing and it just, it doesn't work. So, all right, my thing, Paul's Leather Company. Paul's Leather Company. All right, so here's the deal. Uh, I wanted a new Bible. And, you know, I, we've, t- we've covered this. I- I'm a little bougie. I want... Thank you. Thank you. Peanut gallery. I like, like if I'm going to spend money on something, I want it to just like make me feel good. You know what I'm saying? So, all right. So Paul, it's a leather company. 
the founder, Dan uh, Lidovich, I think is his name. Anyway, they've got this cool company. They're leather made Bibles. I mean, like really good leather, not the kind of leather that like, you know, you got as a kid growing up like a leather bound, but I mean like rawhide leather. I mean, I've got it right here and just... It smells so good. That's Earlier it. you said the first thing you do in the day is rub it on your face when you wake up. I have it right here and I'm just, I'm hugging this thing. It's a big Bible. Yeah, and I'm Bible. smelling it. It is a big Bible. Um, do you actually know what kind of leather that is? Uh, no, but it, no. it's, I know this, it's really, really high quality leather. Uh, and it like, it just, it, it's one of those leathers that it gets better with time. It patinas, nice. if you will. Um, anyway, there's a ton of them. I have the ESV study Bible because this was one I wanted to keep at home and I'm not, you know, looking to take it with me. They've got other ones and so forth. But By the size of that Bible, it's a carry-on. I like big Bibles. I cannot <laughs> and I cannot lie. lie. <laughs> we just dated ourselves. I'm 41, yes. Uh, it's awesome. They've got a bunch of different options, but what I love is the founder has this mission and, you know, we... We love companies with a mission, and their mission is to spread the gospel to all the world. There's still millions of people who haven't uh, had the opportunity to read the gospel. And so a little bit of every one of your purchases goes to furthering that. Paul's Leather Company, you can check it out. But I'm a fan, and uh, I love it. I love it. That's awesome. Very cool. So it's Paul's Leather It's the name of it. We'll link to it in the in the show notes, and you can check that out. Can you um, also link to the word patina? Because I had to Google that just to make sure I knew what it meant. Oh, Bill. Oh, it's a thing. It's a thing. Kelly, how about you? So you can tell that Tim and I are a great compliment to one another because... <laughs> she usually says that before she's about to throw me under the bus. Just go ahead. Except, I'm just saying. Because the opposite of bougie is I am sharing with you today an app that is free. There we go. Oh, and it is called Hoopla. And if you are not utilizing Hoopla, you need to. It connects your library card to an online library. So it's your local community library. And you are able to listen to or read books for free. Um, it'll limit you. Maybe you can do 10 to 12 in a month. There's videos and music, but almost on the daily. I am on my Hoopla account while I'm cleaning or driving just popping in uh, an you, audio did book. Did you just see over across the table from you, Bill's brain start to break? He's 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 downloading right now. <laughs> yes. So this is what this is where my mind went. Um, I don't know where I know where you guys live. When I say you, the person listening, I don't know where you live. We have a library. It has a lot of books. So what you're saying is that if my library doesn't have enough books. I can find more books from other libraries for free. Josh is like, more books? Yes. More books? Yes. I, do we need more books? More books. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Bill, um, Bill is here's my mysteriously response. quiet right I, now. I, yes. I, I appreciate the suggestion. Tell and the me effort. more. <laughs> Kelly, I love that. That's uh, we go to the, so uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum. Then Josh, our family goes to the library almost every weekend after church. Uh, my kids will check out somewhere between twenty to thirty books. Yes. And there's no limit. No, there's no limit. Trust oh, me. At no. one point, we had seventy out. <laughs> uh, this is dovetailing. Okay, so mine, Kelly. That's awesome. 
I'm going to download that. Yeah. Uh, that sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. It's like a free version of Kindle or Audible. Yes. Yeah. Great work on are that. Are we sure these aren't pirated? Yeah, maybe. How are they not making money? <laughs> they change all the names of the characters, though. All right. So copyright. I'm, I'm going to be a little bit of a middle ground between Bougie Tim and Free Kelly. Uh, so I'm going I'm to kind of go right in the middle right there. And uh, there is a shirt I love. And uh, it's a company I love called Poncho. You guys see me in it every you're, single week. You're wearing it. I'm wearing, wearing it right out. now. Uh, it's Tim's Can a I, good shirt. You refer to it to me, Tim. I did. Can I specify? It does not look like a poncho. It does not look like <laughs> a poncho. You know what? It's called poncho outdoors. Yes. This, yeah, I'm so glad outdoors. you said that because this is not a video. No, <laughs> yes. no, no poncho. It poncho needed to outdoors. be said. Uh, but I love it. Their, their stuff fits great, feels great. Uh, and for people that are active, it dries really quick if you're out, outdoors and it gets wet, something like that. Uh, they have a great mission. They, they wanted to make clothing that lasts a long time. So it may be a, a dollar or two above what you're going to pay. But their mission is high quality stuff that people need to buy once. And they really have a heart for cons- uh, conserving water, conserving the environment, and have a fund that money goes to out of their purchases. So uh, Poncho Outdoors, great shirts. Uh, buy them and wear them and you will love it. So like that actually, like that's really cool that you said that. We have this thing that's this trend of fast fashion. They're actually like, they're not that. No. They're not the fast disposable. Right. So you're you're paying more for a quality item that they would say is going to last you a lifetime. Last you longer, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a a really nice shirt. I love it. So You look good. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I love Poncho. I love Hoopla. I love Paul's Leather. I hope this was helpful for you and um, hope it brought a little joy to your life. We'll link in the show notes below and uh, you should check them out. We love them. We think you will too. So there you have it. Three things we love and we think you will too. Hey friends, thanks for joining us for this episode of Free and Light. Would you do us a favor? Be sure to hit the subscribe button. You'll be notified when new episodes pop up, including any bonus content we publish. And second, if you know somebody who would really benefit from this podcast, would you share it with them? Let them in on this conversation and share this one amazing truth that Jesus came to give us life to the full, a life that is free and light. Until next time, seek well. Free and Light is a podcast of Seekwell Ministries. At Sequel, we believe that life to the full comes out of an intimate relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to support this podcast, visit us at sequel.org slash donate.